0: Welcome to the Election Ride Home for Thursday, September 12th, 2019. I'm your host, Chris Higgins. Today, how to watch tonight's debate, what to watch for during the debate, Warren's latest plan happens to target Biden, and last call for debate bingo. Here's what you're going to need to know for tonight's DNC debate. up today, let's talk about how to watch the debate tonight. It starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time and runs for three hours through 11 p.m. Eastern. For our overseas listeners, that start time is actually zero hours UTC on Friday. So set an alarm or something. Now, the debate will physically occur in Houston, Texas. It'll be a Texas Southern University and tickets are all sold out. So unless you've got one, you are watching from home. Well, how do we do that? Well, lots of great options. The debate is hosted by ABC, and let me read here the list of places you can watch it. ABC Broadcast TV Stations, Univision with Live Spanish Translation, ABC News Live, abcnews.com, Hulu Live, the Roku Channel, Facebook Watch, YouTube, Twitter, and the ABC apps for Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Chromecast, and Android. So, basically, all the places you can get ABC via any mechanism. These should all be available without a login during the event, and if you want my advice, I'd try YouTube, given that YouTube is really good at providing big streams to lots of people at the same time. Also, don't forget that if you have just a regular old TV and an antenna and are near an ABC affiliate, that does work too. Alright, while you're watching, the order of candidates from left to right is as follows. Klobuchar, Booker... Buttigieg, Sanders, Biden, Warren, Harris, Yang, O'Rourke, and Castro. The format of the debate will be similar to previous DNC debates with slightly longer response times. Candidate responses can now be 1 minute and 15 seconds long with 45 second rebuttals. And we can't expect to see many rounds of rebuttal given the long run time and the mix of candidates on stage. And that is all you need to know right now about how to watch these debates. Stick around for the end of the show for more on debate bingo. Next up, some actual content about what might happen during the debate. There is a bunch of stuff you might pay attention to because this is a new thing. We have not yet had a single night debate in this primary, so that by itself creates a new dynamic. My assumption there is that this will lead to more direct call-outs of the frontrunners, because they are all there to respond. There are no tactical problems this time with somebody not being on your stage, so you can't go after some specific policy dispute. The biggest of these expected clashes is former Vice President Joe Biden versus Senator Elizabeth Warren. They have not yet been on a debate stage together, and they are, as several media outlets have put it, Enemies. The two have a long history together related to bankruptcy legislation in the Senate, and some of their core policies are in direct opposition. When Biden swore in Warren as a senator in 2013, he said to her, quote, you gave me hell, end quote. Now, that was gentle ribbing, and it referred to their differences back in 2005 related to a bankruptcy bill that Biden supported and Warren vehemently opposed. In that case, Warren did laugh, but yeah, she gave him hell, and there's every reason to expect she will do it again tonight. She probably won't yell at him, but she will call attention to their differences. So that is the number one thing to watch for, Warren versus Biden on specific issues, and my guess on those issues are banks slash bankruptcy, healthcare, social security, and whether centrism is really what American voters want right now. All right, what else? Well, this next one is a little bit weird, but I guess worth mentioning. Yesterday on Twitter, MSNBC reporter Sam Stein wrote, quote, Andrew Yang's campaign manager just called to tell me that at tomorrow night's debate, Yang will be doing something no presidential candidate has ever done before in history. He declined to go further than that, end quote. The speculation around this has been intense, to say the least, and I have no inside info, but the prevailing theory has to do with what he will wear. While I generally avoid talking about any candidate's wardrobe in general, if Yang wants to make that an issue, okay, cool. Or it could be something else. Who knows? He might, like, literally bring a hoop and dunk on it. Who knows? The next big thing to watch for will be the flip side of the first point that I made, basically that Biden is intentionally targeting Warren. Reading here from a roundup by Ed Kilgore in New York Magazine. Quote, this week, Biden's staff made a point of letting reporters know he planned to take Warren down a peg by criticizing all her plans as unrealistic. Given all the expectations surrounding this first direct encounter between Biden and Warren, such telegraphing has whetted appetites for intraparty bloodletting, so the Veep needs to deliver. End quote. And, um, yuck, I guess? I actually expect some of Biden's rhetoric to target both Warren and Sanders because so many of their policies match up, and they will stand on either side of him. Plus, they are the top three in the polls right now, so they might as well argue those issues together. All right, so what's next? Well, Sanders, of course, he is polling very well, and he has consistently done well in these debates. I think his best argument right now is that he has a firm base of support, he is seen as electable, and he has a lot of policy overlap with Warren. If I had to speculate on the specifics of what we'll see from Sanders tonight, my speculation is he will try to appear less loud. One of the critiques of Sanders is that he either is, or appears to be, angry a lot of the time. And believe me, I think there is a lot to be angry about in American politics right now. But when Sanders gets quiet, when he gets down to his person-to-person talking mode, I think he can be just as effective as when he's going for fire and fury. So I would watch for quiet Sanders. Next up, Harris will talk about criminal justice reform. Harris is going to try to reset the narrative about what's up with her campaign. The narrative right now is that she had this big polling bump right after she went after Biden, then that faded, and her most recent debate performance wasn't spectacular. So the logical thing to do would be to do something spectacular, like another rehearsed zinger aimed at somebody in the top three. And given her recent release of a massive criminal justice reform plan, I would expect her to tackle that issue specifically. The next big thing to watch for is the Texans talking about what's going on lately in Texas. And by that, of course, we're talking about Julian Castro and Beto O'Rourke. They are both positioned to talk about recent gun violence and their plans to counter future gun violence. O'Rourke has obviously gotten the majority of the media attention for this, in part because he's actually from El Paso, but also because he has radically pivoted his entire campaign after the massacre in his hometown. So expect O'Rourke to call for aggressive gun safety measures, including mandatory buybacks for assault weapons. But I think we shouldn't forget about Castro here, in terms of the Texas angle on this issue. The debate is in Houston. The people at that debate, in that room, are probably mostly from Houston or somewhere else in Texas. Texas has recently lived through a terrifying set of mass shootings, and Castro is the other Texan in the race. I don't have any predictions for how specifically Castro will take that on, but he has done very well in previous debates without getting much of a polling bump afterward. So I might expect him to go a little more aggressive this time, and I am curious how he's going to interact with an actual Texas crowd. And last up, we've also got Booker, Buttigieg, and Klobuchar, all of whom will do something, but I'm not really certain what. Klobuchar is in an interesting position here to be a relatively moderate force on the stage in the absence of people like Delaney and Hickenlooper. Klobuchar could use some mixture of wit and her aggressive 100-day plan to stand out among this crowd. Now, as for Booker and Buttigieg, I have no real predictions. We've got to see what they do. And that, by itself, is something to watch for. One big question there is whether either of them will go on the attack against anybody else. I really don't know, but given that I expect a lot of attacking in this thing, it's a fair bet. So, those are my predictions, and we'll see very soon whether I got close. Today, Senator Elizabeth Warren released a new plan with a simple title, Expanding Social Security. In it, she lays out a series of problems and solutions for the program. I can kind of summarize those by saying people rely on it for their retirement, its trust fund is dwindling, and this is only going to get worse. So she proposes to fix it now. In the plan, the big headline is that Warren would immediately raise all benefits by $200 per month for everybody. That's all current and future beneficiaries in the system. That makes a massive difference for people who rely on the program for a big chunk, or all, of their income. Warren would also change a bunch of rules within the program, and we'll get to part of that in a moment. Now, beyond the $200 a month thing, Warren would also have the program change its cost of living increases to use a more accurate metric that better reflects what people who use the program are actually buying. Warren proposes to pay for this change by reforming the tax code. So right now there's a cap on how much of your income is actually subject to taxation for Social Security, and Warren would raise that cap. She is targeting the top 2% of wage earners to be affected by that change. She would also close a variety of loopholes that let wealthy people claim incoming money as investment income and therefore not wages so it previously wouldn't be taxed for Social Security at all. With this change, no more such loopholes will exist, and that is where some potential fireworks tonight might come from. Okay, long-time listeners may recall that way back on July 11th on this show, I talked about a candidate who uses a tax loophole commonly referred to as the Gingrich Edwards loophole. Using that system, a person or a couple can create an S-corporation. They can funnel a bunch of their income into that corporation and then take that income as what's called a distribution rather than wages or salary. So, you know, they pay a lot less in tax. And I think you can guess which candidate actually uses this loophole. Yeah, it's Biden. Reading from my script in early July, quote, The issue here is that Biden is using a well-known tax loophole that his own administration tried to get rid of. It's sometimes called the Gingrich-Edwards loophole, referring to Newt Gingrich and John Edwards, who used the same approach. And it's perfectly legal, but a lot of people don't use it. For instance, Senators Sanders and Warren do pay regular self-employment tax on their book and speech income. The same is true of President Obama and Secretary Clinton. In a statement, the Biden campaign characterized the S-corporations as a, quote, common method for taxpayers who have outside sources of income to consolidate their earnings and expenses. End quote. This is true. Some folks use that structure, and some don't. What makes it notable for Biden is that his administration explicitly called this loophole out and tried to get rid of it, and then right after leaving office, Biden used it. End quote. So part of Warren's plan would eliminate that specific loophole to help pay for the increased benefits. I wonder if that might come up tonight. Hmm. And by the way, credit to David Diane of the American Prospect for pointing this one out. And last up today, a bit more on Debate Bingo. Again, you can grab those bingo cards using the top link in the show notes, or just go to ridehome.info slash bingo. After a bunch of requests yesterday, I increased the number of cards to 30, because apparently a lot of y'all are going to much bigger parties than in previous months. Again, a few quick tips on Debate Bingo. First, when you print these cards out, print them single-sided, because you can't really work the back side while the front side is showing. Second, you can pick whatever card you want. They are randomized, so if you're hanging out alone at home, you can do card A or card Q or whatever. If you're with somebody who's doing this for the first time and you're not super competitive, you might even do the same card to make super sure that folks catch each thing as it happens. Now, of course, you have to share any bingo glory there, but that might be nice too. Third, I will announce official rulings from the at electionridehome Twitter account tonight during the debate. Meaning, when I determine that a square deserves to be filled in, I will say so. I will also tag those tweets with the hashtag E-R-H bingo. If you spot something that I miss, tweet at me. Same thing with questions. If you think something is debatable or close, just tweet it out and a ruling will occur. And as always, toward the end of the night, things tend to get messy, and there are often bingo squares crossed off in the candidate's closing statements. So remain vigilant. I know it'll be hard because it will be very late. Fourth, if you are tweeting about bingo, please use the hashtag E-R-H bingo, that's election ride home bingo, so we can all see it. It's been fun in previous debates seeing pictures of your cards and your pets and your parties and, frankly, your beverages of choice during this three-hour marathon. For me, staying hydrated is very important. And fifth and finally, don't take it too seriously. If it ends up distracting you from actually hearing what's being said, put the bingo away. And if you want to have house rules, like some of you have a reward for getting a bingo or whatever, you go ahead and do that. Your rules are better than mine, and you know best how to watch a debate for yourself. The point here is to try to figure out who you think would make a great president. The point here is not to get the most points at bingo. All right, so grab those cards, top link in the show notes, print them out, and we will do this together in just a few hours. Well, that is it for one more episode of the Election Ride Home. I have been your host, Chris Higgins. You can always find me on Twitter, at Chris Higgins. All right, Debate HQ is up and running. We got screens, we got cats, we got papers, we got pencils, and we got Twitters. We are all set up and ready. I'm going to keep this ending short so I can get this show out the door before the debate begins so you can actually hear it. Tomorrow, tune in for a big wrap-up, and Monday, I might, might have a cool surprise for you. As always, thanks for listening, and I will talk to y'all tomorrow.